18 degrees. Whole lot of noise in the sky last night. Some poppers, huh? Pardon? Some poppers. You didn't know what you were hearing. Just noise. No, a Blackhawk I was going to say the Blackhawk. That was cool. No, I'm I getting reports the... from the Matamita area. Woodbury, I heard. Were they training over White Bear Lake? Mm-hmm. Uh, Anna from Matamita. Uh, I'm expecting a call from my brother, too. Okay. He, uh... Yeah, yeah, he, he saw something, I'm <laughs> well, sure. Yeah, he saw something. I'm There's not... something up there. We know you saw something. There. We just don't know what it was. It's going to be Super Bowl related. Yep. Anna writes, about 8.45 last night, my house started to shake, and an unbelievable sound surrounded the neighborhood. I went out on the front deck and saw my neighbors exiting their homes and looking at the sky. I could hear their comments. Can you see anything? Nobody could. There were low clouds. The sound came in waves as it headed north. Went on for about 15 minutes as it passed. My friend in Hugo had the same experience. On the Channel 9 News, they talked about the Blackhawks being in the Twin Cities because of the Super Bowl. But they shouldn't disturb anyone. Wrong. It was frightening. Hmm. All right. Uh, I did. I saw. I took out the. Uh, I was outside last night at about eight forty-five. Okay. And I heard a helicopter overhead, but I chalked it off to uh, there will be increased. There's even a helicopter flying around that's taking radiation levels. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, if you listened to the show, you would have known it because oh, I think yeah. I said that yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. Here. I, that's, I watched that's a, where I heard that. a news story in which one of the reporters got to go up in the chopper. Really? I'd do that, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I want to go see the um, uh, Ice Castle and the uh, uh, U.S. Bank Stadium at night. Listen to this. I want now. to be on that helicopter ride. The helicopter surveillance started Monday and will continue through. Tomorrow night, the helicopters will fly a grid pattern over the area at 300 feet or higher at a speed of 80 miles an hour. These flyovers will occur only during daylight hours. I've not I've not seen that. That'd be neat to see. Okay. The air, you know what else would be neat? To go down to Holman Field and watch all those private jets land. Well, there's I love a, that. There's a new restaurant down there. Well, you know what, man? <laughs> we seriously. Uh, it, no, no. Here's Your brain what I'm is wired for food, no, isn't it? But here's what I'm saying. This is my son had this great we'll idea. Go around, we'll eat and watch him. Go sit down there, have a nice lunch or meal, and and watch the planes come in. The uh, aerial surveys are being conducted as part of it. You know, I brought that up. I didn't even intend for it to become lunch. Well, everything's food based, as you know from yesterday. <laughs> yes, you. Uh... And that uh, that video uh, yesterday was captured by uh, our promotions, uh, Elizabeth Fenske, the guru, and was posted to Facebook if you'd like to see uh, fine dining from the dollar store at the Sprint in Crystal. The aerial surveys are being conducted as part of an emergency preparedness efforts required for SEER Level 1, which is standard for national security events like Super Bowl. People may also noticed increased commercial and corporate flights in and out of Minneapolis-St. Paul this week. All right. We knew that. What's line one? Uh, Adam has some information for you regarding the flyover. Adam? Yes, how you doing? Fine. I heard you talking about the flyover yesterday, and one of the pilots from the Viper demo team, he's a the superintendent and master sergeant. He's from Alexandria, Minnesota. Okay. I'll let you know. That's it? 
Well, it's kind of cool that, that he's from cool. Minnesota. Yeah. No, no, I th- but I, okay, thank you. I thought he was going to tell us more about the, uh, the, uh, the guy in charge. He's one of us. He probably knows Kenny if he's My from My brother the lives area. out that way, and he described it as fighter jet training. Do you think he mistook that for the Black Hawk helicopters? Fighter jet training over where the Super Bowl is? I don't, I don't oh, know. Oh, no, out Matamidi way. Oh. Well, yeah, I, I, okay. I, I think maybe he mistook that for the... Uh, uh, remember yesterday I said, are we trying too hard? On the show? No. Oh. No. I don't think so. I mean, I know not. I know we're not. You know, you know. I think we're just giving it an effort. Uh, I don't think we're going overboard. Not too hard. Let's, you know, we try too hard, and and we got to dial it back a little bit. You won't want to get that reputation. Of I just, lost my headphones. Uh, well, since you can't hear, no, I have I have my backup here. But Holman's table, the, the Reuben slow braised corned beef, got the and oh, Russian God. dressing. Honesty. I can't imagine how good that is. A good Reuben. Why don't you take the staff out to lunch? We'll go watch the planes. We'll go watch. Uh, I doubt if anybody's coming. Jerry in. Jones coming. Whoa! I doubt if the privates are coming in as early as tomorrow. Huh. Well, sure, Wednesday before the game. But that would be the time to go because we have to go out that way anyway if you want to have lunch because we have to go to the uh, Sprint store on Robert Street right up the way. And yeah. When is Ziggy's? Isn't Ziggy's party tomorrow night? No, no, Saturday. Oh, night. It's Saturday night. Yeah, I, I still was... haven't gotten my call. Well, they'll all be in town before then. For... Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but I, I, I doubt. Right. I doubt if uh, if you're flying around on a private jet, mm-hmm. you've got more important things to do than to come here tomorrow. Yeah, but you got a free hotel room. Come on. Yeah, walk to see the ice castle. Uh, your picture taken in the snow globe. Mm-hmm. Damn. Uh, I must have left my headphones out in uh, Crystal. Yeah. No. Well, they were called already. Well, they weren't. They're hardly. Uh, they're, they're replaceable. Let's put it that way. They you, were on their last legs. You don't think they were picked up and, and um, mistaken for some Dr. Dre beats or something like that? I don't like think that. so. Yep. Okay. You know the foam ear pads. Yeah, they they had become pretty destroyed. It was time. Uh, it's time for me to get a new set. Isn't it funny that we're in radio? You know, people spend a lot of money on headphones, mm-hmm. and I think what do we spend? Is it nine ninety nine or nineteen or fifteen? Once every two years. Yeah, it's we buy cheap headphones. We don't need the uh, the the Beats by Dr. Dre. Well, because I who's not a doctor. I don't like the submarine feeling that I get with. With a with a headphone that's too all encompassing, I would agree. I like these very lightweight ones that just cover the old ear. Yeah, I'm uh, with without you. without enveloping the ear. Yeah, because sometimes your ears get hot, or, or you know, it, it just it's not a good feeling. You're not going to be able to function, are you? I'm I'm a little unnerved. I can't find them. I definitely can't find them. Yeah. See. Uh, yesterday, <gasps> oh, he, this was written yesterday, so that means Sunday. Okay. Uh, at the YMCA in New Hope, well, we had to be pretty near there, right? Yes, we were very close. Just a just well here, just a stone's throw from your sprint broadcast today. My significant other other and my significant other and I were doing a little light workout at the Y, and damned if Marjorie Johnson was walking rapidly on a treadmill. Come on, she must have been going on that machine for about twenty minutes. My word, she's a tiny little thing. I walked by and gave her a wave, and she flashed a big smile. I didn't want to interrupt her. Now the question is, how did she get there? Well, I'm sure she has a driver. One of her kids, maybe. Took yeah, her. yeah. Uh, and he, uh, he also says, I wish you and your uh, gang could come to Cragen's again this spring. I hope we do, too. 
Yeah, I loved Craigans. This is Roger, the snowmobile, uh, snowmobile map guy. The map guy. guy, sure, I remember yeah. Roger. And he said, P.S., snow or not, I'll mail you some current maps. They cover Crow Wing, Morrison, Southern Cass, and Eastern Aiken counties. This fellow knows that I love my maps. Yeah. Yeah, I remember meeting Roger mm-hmm. and uh, Tom, the candle guy. Uh, who, And you stayed in touch with him. I stayed in touch with him, uh, yeah, very much so. Yeah. Uh, now this thing doesn't work. <laughs> hey, one day out of the studio, and boom, all hell breaks loose. There was nobody here last night, was there? Was there anybody on the air here last night? No. Because our fellows are on uh, Radio Row. Yeah, this is left over from I don't know how long ago. Is Pat on Radio Row today? Pat is at the Mall of America, and he is cruising Radio Row. Thank you, sir. Did you uh, see the uh, uh, frivolity yesterday in the XL Energy Center? I, I did witness that. Who are the reporters dressed up like Furbies. Well, you got you know the guys that are on like the Howard Stern show. He always sends oh. his his knuckleheads. Boy, nothing is to be learned from that event. In if you were actually looking for copy. Well, but no, it is the one time though that the NFL actually kind of lets its guard down and doesn't but you don't take get itself anything. Well, that's I think that that's kind of the point. Yeah. Okay. Well, so you can have you know Mongo come out with the gorilla costume on. Yeah. But I, I saw Tom Hauser downstairs, mm-hmm. and hopefully I'm not nothing's embargoed here. But he's working on a story for well, Channel Five. Be careful. Well, no, it's I mean it's not really embargoed. I don't. But it's the difference between the 1974 75 uh, media day oh. versus the craziness of today. Well, I can attest to that. Well, maybe he should be interviewing you. Well, it it was nothing like what it was. In other words. Media Day at the Super Bowl used to be the media were allowed to show up at whatever field one of the teams was practicing at. <laughs> yes, that's his old footage was of yeah. Terry Bradshaw and Mean Joe Green standing around ten or, guys in leisure suits. Or sometimes you'd get them in the uh, in a ballroom at their hotel, and all the players would each sit at their own table with their name, and there would always be some guy that nobody ever talked to. <laughs> And, and the backup long snapper. This was new to me. I don't know how long this has been taking place. Where they've even turned Media Day into an event for the public. For thirty-two bucks, you could have bought it. It was sold out, by the way. For thirty-two bucks, you could have bought a ticket last night, gone to the XL Energy Center, and watched uh, media people attempt to talk to the football players. That's a new one for me. Thirty-two for all times. I know that's been going on for. Ten years. I have no idea. It's just a lower bowl, correct? And I think the only the lower bowl was half full. Okay, so what would that be? Ten thousand thing? Well, no, I heard a guy interviewed said he bought his tickets in November. It was sold out. If it was eight, even if eight thousand fans showed up, two hundred fifty six k. What's and all the Roger Cadell? Yeah, you got here, Roger Cadell. Mm-hmm. You got to talk to Roger. The Goodell. NFL has to get a taste of everything, don't they? Yeah, they do. Come on, Ziggy, call me. end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. When I say we're trying too hard, there's there's two dynamics to that. Okay. One, in one sense, you can't try hard enough because of mission creep. In other words, you have to put on an incredible show. You have, you have to have zip lines and Ice castles and fairy dust. Need to be memorable. God knows what. The other dynamic, though, is uh, we're trying too hard to be liked. 
Yes. I, I don't care if, if somebody from Philadelphia comes in here and likes me or not. It reminds me of the uh, the, the Metrodome. Remember over the first baseline? We like it we here. We like the dumbest phrase. Well, let me let me read you a text from a guy. I thought this was... Oh, old. you're on to something. You're right. Let me read you a text from a guy I got last day from a businessman who was here yesterday in the Twin Cities on business and had to fly out to Chicago at around 6 o'clock. Okay. Uh... Your airport is crawling with Crew 52 volunteers, and they have been trained to be obnoxiously and aggressively nice. One lady chased me down and begged me to ask her a question. (laughs) You need help? Do you need some help? Ask me a question. Come on, what do you need to know? So I thought, I have to see this. So I went to the airport this morning. But, you know, I was there. Terminal one or two? I went to the main one. Okay. Okay. but maybe it was too early. I went between 8 and 8.30, and the, the airport was very quiet, and I didn't see any Crew 52 okay. jackets. I would imagine if you uh, go back at 6 or 7 o'clock tonight, you would encounter these people who, yes, they're just desperate for these incoming uh, tourists to love us. I, I can confirm a report for you Yeah, um, from someone I know that works at the airport. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there were a couple of Crew 52 people okay. waiting for uh, arrivals, uh-huh. new arrivals, and they were down at baggage claim, and they had a box as if uh, a cardboard cutout that said, Welcome to the Bold North, mm-hmm. which I'm sure they were going to take a picture of someone holding that sign in front of their head. That's kind of what they were yeah. um, supposed to be Is this the doing. main one or not the main uh, one? This was not the main one. Terminal, yeah. And so... Uh, I guess at Terminal 2, they're doing a little how you doing and, and trying hard to uh, create a buzz. I didn't see anybody partake, but like you said, when people were coming down the stairs, according to this report, uh, people were approached and said, hey, welcome to Bold North. Do you want to get your picture taken? I've known this guy, this businessman, all my life. <clears throat> I believe every word he said. I believe that some good-intentioned soul uh, followed him. Begging him to ask him a question. <laughs> Do you want to know where Nicolette Mall is? You want is? to know anything? Come on. What you, anything I can help you. I can help you. <laughs> oh, that's just, it's amazing. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. And it's its innocent, but I think we're trying too hard to to be liked. And wow, it was a great experience in Minnesota. You don't get that in New York. If the, if the, if the Super Bowl was in Miami, would they be working this hard to do that? They're going to have to. Uh, uh, you raise an interesting question. If the Super Bowl were to return to New York, to the Meadowlands, mm-hmm. you can pull off a Super Bowl there without the average citizen uh, feeling that they have some role to play. Yeah, there's 10 million people. Sure. Yeah. Uh, the Super Bowl is just there. You know, there's a Broadway play tonight, and the Super Bowl Sunday. That's, right. right. It, it, there are just too many people for them to. It. We have a tendency here uh, in Minnesota. Uh, given our relatively small size, to to take this thing personally, and that and that's yeah, you're wh- right, and that's where uh, this need to be accepted comes from. We must be liked, we must be loved, we must convey uh, what's called Minnesota nice, which I personally have never believed in. By the way, that's a different show. We could talk about that for hours. Okay. Uh, we we we're desperate for you to like us. We want you to like us. You you have this thing in New York or L.A. They don't give a bleep whether you like them or not. Uh, you're more of an inconvenience. Yeah, it's an inconvenience for them to have that. And here we what 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 have we done regarding the inconvenience? 
We've embraced the inconvenience right. and made that part of the spectacle. Hmm. Oh, my, we can't even go downtown. We can't park. The parking fees are too high. The freeways are closed. Uh, We're being taken over by the National Football League. No, but, but we love it. But we, but see, but then we put the we love it spin on it. We love being inconvenienced by these freeloaders. It's fantastic. It, because we have this civic... Well, remember Minneapolis went through the period where they had to be called the Minneapolis? Yes. They, yes. Minneapolis has been striving for an identity more so than St. Paul uh, all of my life. Mm-hmm. Minneapolis has been desperate for an identity. And they really don't need one. It's a nice city. It's got great music venues. And it's got uh, it's got uh, uh, downtown baseball, football, and basketball. It's fine. It doesn't really need an identity. But, but the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings— with the exception, I, I would say, of New York, which doesn't need an identity that's been built in for them for 200 years. You you have this desperate need to be loved. Love us. See, we live here. We know it's cold. We don't care. We love it. We want you to love it, too. No, give them the bleeping zip line and charge them 40 bucks for a, a bag of tacos and some salsa dip. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We have a new theme we should be playing, don't you think, Matt? I, I do. Uh, uh, offsite correspondent Jordy thinks it would help. Uh, you know, everything's downtown. Yep. And uh, he likes the downtown uh, song uh, as it's sung by Mrs. Miller. Let's blare this down Nicollet Mall. Do this in a heartbeat. I would blare this on the Nicollet Mall. If you had a sense of humor, this is what you'd do. <laughs> Everything's waiting for you down there. Yes, it is. Let's go. Is uh. John Hyde man, ready? You ask about Johnny Height, you're going to ask if he's ready for news. Is he ready? You're about to find out, Mrs. Miller. This just in. What do you got, brah? Brad says, I'm in the St. Paul Railroad Yard. Two Blackhawks just took off from Holman Field. Mm. Mm. All right. I wonder if they're This war lunch. or a football game? There being little distinction. I wonder if those pilots just had lunch at Holman's table. Huh. Here's John Height in the newsroom. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Cloudy and 18 degrees. This update brought to you by Duluth Trading Company. Visit Duluth Trading Company stores in Fridley, Bloomington, Woodbury, and downtown Duluth. Not a lot of rest for the Timberwolves. They lost in Atlanta 105-100 to 100 last night. Tonight, right back at it in Toronto. They well, are a mystery, that that uh, Timberwolves club. So. Yeah, with only a half-game lead now. Well, but that they lose to some of the worst teams well, in the Eastern for real, Conference. For real, for real, why can't they get up for those games? So what? What is the? Why don't they realize that and say we don't want this to happen like it did in Memphis or whatever it was? I don't know. I don't know my game well enough. <laughs> yeah, I don't, does Memphis even have a team? The boys yeah, seem like they, they have a bit of a motivation yeah. problem when it comes to subpar teams. Well, right? then that'd be Sasquatch's fault. Who's Sasquatch? That monster that 
growls on the sideline. Oh, Tibbs. Yeah. Checks. Oh. Yeah. Maybe he is blurry. Mm-hmm. Wild back at it tonight after the NHL All-Star game. They're on the road. They'll play Columbus and the Gophers in action tonight. They also are on the road. They're in Iowa. One day after the Cleveland Indians announced they'd no longer use Chief Wahoo as a logo after this season, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell said he did not see a Washington Redskins nickname changing. Redskins owner Dan Snyder has remained firm in his desire to keep the nickname, and Goodell said today on the Golick and Wingo show, I don't see him changing that perspective. News notes from today. A SWAT team released gas into the sixth floor room of the graduate Minneapolis hotel. That room, of course, is where a man has been holed up during a standoff with authorities. Why is that taking two days? I was wondering the same thing. Why don't you just batter ram the door open and get this nutcase out of there? Right. Chris uh, was expressing your exact sentiments just moments ago. <laughs> Go get before. him. What, what, what are we days. doing? Get a SWAT guy to climb the wall and come in through the window. Do something. Well, I love how they said he's no threat to the public and he's throwing microwaves out the window. (laughs) According to our TV affiliate, Five Eyewitness News, the male suspect, as Chris just said, threw what appeared to be a microwave out the window. At that Ah. point, SWAT teams went into action. Before the SWAT response, a man claiming to be the suspect called the newsroom downstairs. The man told a reporter he wanted to burn down the hotel. When he was asked what he was mad about, he replied, everything. The suspect tunnel. Well, join the club. Right. right yeah, my wife is just lost. We could have been in the Super Bowl. The suspect hung up when officers started to yell through the speaker. The standoff as of one this afternoon, entering its 37th this hour. This is unbelievable. This isn't a case Are of you where, kidding me? where we got like the campus cops in charge. Do we have real no, uh, I think police this, officers? This must be the campus. I don't know. No SWAT team. They wouldn't have a SWAT team. Yeah, they wouldn't have a SWAT. Yeah. I don't know. Should we go in? Oh, I don't know. He's, he's pretty mad. I guess that's what it takes. So in the SWAT team manual, it says, okay, you see a microwave coming out of that window. We're going into action. Right. right. University of Minnesota spokesman said a woman who had been in the hotel with the man was released last night. Authorities said the woman was not hurt, was speaking with investigators. Her identity has not been released. Her relationship with the man remains unclear. As police continue their efforts at the hotel, they said the man is wanted on an Arizona warrant for what they're calling a white-collar crime. They did not say whether or not the man was armed. You'll never take me alive uh, for that check forgery. God <laughs> and I'll take some room service. Right. Does he get charged each day for... He should be. <laughs> and for that microwave. Yeah, we add another twenty nine ninety nine on. St. Paul police today said they've identified and interviewed the person who allegedly fatally shot a woman at a convenience store on the city's east side last night. Police responded to the 600 block of Payne Avenue at about 7.30. When they got there, they found a woman who had suffered an apparent gunshot wound. Although authorities conducted life-saving measures, the woman was pronounced dead at the scene. Investigators interviewed those who were in the store at the time of the shooting. Authorities said no arrests have yet been made in connection with the case. Investigators are working to figure out the circumstances surrounding the incident. That incident marked St. Paul's first homicide of 2018. President Trump will herald a robust economy and push for bipartisan congressional action on immigration in tonight's State of the Union address as he seeks to rally a deeply divided nation and boost his own low approval ratings with Americans. The speech marks the ceremonial kickoff of President Trump's second year in office, traditionally a president's biggest platform to speak to the nation, although this president to this point has mostly put his thoughts on Twitter. He was quiet today on Twitter, and the White House sought to focus attention on the speech to Congress The White House said Trump has spent months giving aides tidbits about lines he wanted to use in the speech. He was helped in crafting it by 
National Security Advisor H.R. McMaster and Economy Advisor Gary Cohen. Well, here he is, ready to tout the economic good fortunes of the country, and the Dow is damn near in a free fall today. Yeah. It's down 341 points so far. Got a little yeah. correction coming, huh? I don't know. As uh, Joe said, stocks seeing their biggest decline in months pulled down by hefty losses in healthcare and technology companies. Uh, 341 points. The Nasdaq down 57 points. Uh, stocks also slumped yesterday. Uh, Phil Blancato, CEO of Ladenburg Thaleman Asset Management, said, is this profit-taking? Maybe a little bit of that. There's too much positive economic momentum going on right now, but certainly two significant down days makes you wonder if there's something else going on that we're just not recognizing. A Hawaii employee who mistakenly sent that alert warning of an incoming ballistic missile earlier this month, creating a panic across the state, thought an actual attack was imminent, according to the Federal Communications Commission. Hawaii has been testing alert capabilities, and the employee for the state emergency management agency mistook a drill for a real warning about a missile threat. He responded by sending the alert without sign-off from a supervisor at a time when there are fears of the threat of nuclear-tipped missiles from North Korea. Is that kind of like when I have the uh, EAS test here? Mm-hmm. So i got to be a little more careful, huh? I think so. Don't take it so <laughs> casual. Got it. There were no requirements to double-check with a colleague or get a supervisor's approval, according to James Wiley, a cybersecurity and communications reliability staffer at the FCC. The worker, whose name has not yet been released, has refused to talk to the FCC, but federal regulators got information from his written statement that state officials provided. So am I the only one that wonders aloud why it's weird that one guy's in charge of all of that? (laughs) Uh, yes, you're the only guy. Really? I, I think so. About the only one guy's guy in, in charge of alerting an entire state that they're under an attack, a missile attack? Well, it was a Saturday, a short you know, shift. Yeah. Well, what if he's on vacation? Well, then you get another guy. You get his backup. <laughs> you get a part-timer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Rick's out of town, but there's yeah, a missile hey, coming. Show me the button. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Hanks will star as Mr. Rogers in an upcoming biopic, You Are My Friend. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> TriStar Pictures announced yesterday it has acquired... Will he have a speaking role? Yes. Of yeah. course, and he'll nail it, probably. Announced yesterday it had acquired worldwide rights to the film to be directed by filmmaker Marielle Heller. When did we lose the, Mr. Rogers? Uh, he died in 2003. Oh. The film will focus on the friendship between the host of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood and journalist Tom Junod. Junod reluctantly agreed to profile Fred Rogers only to find, quote, his perspective on life transformed. Production will begin in September with a 2019 release expected. The role will uh, add to, of course, uh, the dad image of Tom Hanks, who gave a very Rogers-like opening monologue while hosting Saturday Night Live before the 2016 presidential election, uh, actually wearing the sweater and giving America a pep talk. Uh, As you asked, Chris, Fred Rogers died in 2003. He was 74 years old. That's the same time I also believe he appeared on the Jeopardy skit wearing the Make America Great Again hat Tom Hanks did. Don't Don't you guys remember that skit? No, I do not. Oh, it was very, very funny. Yes, hi. Hi. You know who I am? Yeah, I understand there's going to be a movie made about you. Yes. Okay. Uh, And you have to be pleased that Tom Hanks has been chosen to play you. What a special friend you are. Well, I I am. Uh, If you can get through to Ziggy Wolf, would you have him call me? Yeah. All right, thank you. Is uh, the weather next? Do you ever watch people using real heavy equipment? Uh, (laughs) Occasionally. I do enjoy that. Thank you. Yeah. Do you like that yourself? No. All right. All right. Have you by any chance lost your kitty? (laughs) Go! Just do 
Here's Dave Dole. Thank you, Joe. We have a little light snow moving through eastern Minnesota and the western portion of Wisconsin. It's just northeast of the Twin Cities metro. There may be a flurry or two for some of those folks uh, up in the northern portions of uh, Washington County, Chisago County, getting some light snow. It's not really going to amount to much. We have a chance of some light snow and flurries developing again later on tonight after the rush hour. A coating of snow is possible, 26 for the overnight low, so it's going to stay mild. Uh, we're not even at that point yet. We're only at 18, but we're going to rise up to about 28 and then drop to 26 tonight. South winds at 10 to 15. Tomorrow, partly sunny, breezy, 32. West winds at 10 to 15. And then the stronger cold front comes through as temperatures drop below zero for tomorrow night. Thursday, sunny, windy, and cold. A high of only 7 above, 10 above on Friday. Light snow developing Friday night. And a couple of inches of snow aren't out of the question on Saturday, 14 for the high then. Sunday, a much colder day, breezy as well. Uh, even though the high temperature may reach 8, uh, we're going to feel like we're in the teens below zero most of the day with that wind chill. And then some more light snow and not quite as cold on Monday. Monday's high back up to 15. Uh, light snow again developing late tonight, Joe. Uh, coating possible, 26 for the overnight low. Right now, though, we're at 18. <clears throat> Thank you. You're welcome. What were you telling me about Judd, Rook? Uh, Judd will be doing the um, the Purple Podcast from the uh, the Graduate Hotel. When? I just heard. Hang on, let me do this. Because the we'll Graduate... Give him, we'll give him a free plug here. Let's well, see. the Graduate Hotel is where this standoff is. Join 1500 ESPN's Judd Zolgad and Matthew Collar for the Big Game Purple Podcast, live at the Beacon inside the brand new Graduate Hotel, Minneapolis, Thursday, February 1st, beginning at 4 p.m. Okay. okay. That's Thursday. So can we get this idiot out of there by Thursday? I say we send Judd after him. What the hell is this? No one's been hurt. The The woman that was in the room has been released. She wasn't hurt. Right. Uh... The moron told uh, a, a Channel 5 reporter, Ryan Raish, that he's mad about everything. Okay. All right. Uh, but because this idiot... I take it out in the hotel. ...is in there, we've had to close streets and move kids around on campus, and the, and the police say the they want... It's more about a peaceful resolution than the time it's taking. Okay, I guess they're between a rock and a hard place when it comes to that. They, I suppose they'd come under all kinds of fire if they blasted their way in there. They, well, don't, okay, they don't even know if the guy's armed. Then do a little flash thing where you knock the door out and... and the, the, guy... sixth, the sixth floor of the hotel has been evacuated. Students, faculty, and staff have been advised to avoid the east portion of campus. Uh, breaking news. Yeah. Uh, apparently they have taken the man into custody. Wonderful. Oh, that's good. according to police clips. Did they shoot which him? Normally is accurate. That uh, that's all the information I have. Oh, you got a lot of power. Look at you say go get him yeah. and they go it's get about, him. Maybe they should have right. been listening. They should have been listening a little bit earlier then. The university's recreation and wellness center, Scholars Walk and Beacon Street between Walnut and Harvard Streets and the parking lot directly north of the hotel remain closed until further noticed. Uh, university officials said updates on the situation's impact on campus will be posted. Uh, and then they give a website at the U of M. Good God in heaven. Well, I well suppose, I'm glad that everything ended. I, I suppose we should be 
uh, grateful that it ended peacefully. I, I uh, misspoke. Julie on Twitter, she's the one that had it, and she's very accurate. But so. isn't that the? Isn't she the one uh, Kenny trusts? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Julie is Julie's as reliable as it gets. So that's a reasonable. This isn't the National Enquirer. No, nope, this, this is, is a source. No, nope, she's uh, she's good. Yeah. And Rook, another defensive view coming in from offsite correspondent Downing, hmm. who notes uh, what we are seeing. Well, first he provides this paragraph. What we are seeing is the Minnesota inferiority complex, actually more of a Minneapolis inferiority complex. The farther you get from the Minnesota's tallest buildings, the less Minnesotans give a rip about comparing themselves to other states and cities. And by the way, the Pioneer Press recently suggested having lunch at the new Holman Field restaurant and watching for celebs to show up. It's not just a rookie invention. Aha. Uh-huh. Maybe that's where you got the idea. It was in the paper the other day. That's probably where I got the, the new idea. Holman. It's called uh, Holman's Table. Holman's Table. Yes, for name for Speed Holman. Uh, yes, well, I still say tomorrow would be too too early to go on Celeb Watch. Yeah, but you could go down there and get a Pierre Ferrand. Are you on the menu? Are you on the menu? Cognac or Basil Hayden's <laughs> Bourbon, uh, Holman's Vermouth Blend. Uh, Oh my gosh! That's the old. That's the Manhattan. The old fashioned. Isanti sunken bobber bourbon. Yeah. Uh, Demerara. Whatever. Well, you know what that means. That means you could watch the bobber. Yeah. Yeah. You watch the bobber. I just. uh, That'd probably be a really good cocktail. Well, uh, I'll be glad to to take the staff to lunch, but our only opportunity would be tomorrow. And and that's we don't have time. Shoot, we're at. I mean, I'm, I'm no, glad we have we're at time. We have time tomorrow. I can't have a drink before. No, but I. But you can eat. But okay. I doubt that we'd see any arrivees, arrivals, right. or okay. whatever, whatever it would. Boy, take. I wanted some of those delicious short ribs. Did you? Yeah, they look right. really good. Just a moment. Okay. Fifteen hundred ESPN presents. 52 Super Stories leading up to the big game. Brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, where you always get straight talk, not sugar-coated advice. Here's Patrick Royce. This is it. 52 Super Bowl stories, and this is number 52. My exhaustive notes on the previous Super Bowl played in Minnesota, Super Bowl 26, 26 times 2, 52. So 26 years from now, we'll have another one. And I can't wait to do 78 Super Bowl stories for that one. That would be fantastic. Okay, the first Super Bowl played here. Redskins 37, Buffalo 24. Wasn't a horribly good game, and one thing I remember for sure is Thurman Thomas for getting his helmet for the first play, and that told you the kind of day it was going to be for that great Buffalo team. And he has Thurman Thomas in the backfield. Now is Davis in the backfield instead. Ken Davis, I wonder why he's in there instead of Thurman Thomas. Much like the Vikings, never played their A game in a Super Bowl. But I want to remind you of this. The magnitude of the Super Bowl compared to 26 years ago is astounding. Everything is 15 times bigger, but let's remember this. That Super Bowl that we had in 1992 came in an 11-month period when Minnesota had the Stanley Cup Finals. We had the U.S. Open at Hazeltine that was historic and the crowds, it changed everything about the U.S. Open. And then, of course, the World Series. Kirby Puckett, Jack Morris, uh, the greatest World Series of all time in the opinion of some people. Then we had the Super Bowl and then we had the Final Four. Those five events came in an 11-month period. So while this is magnificent, I guarantee 
guarantee you we're never going to see anything like that fantastic 11-month run. Think of what's changed since 91. Twins are playing in Target Field. The Vikings are playing in U.S. Bank Stadium. The North Stars left us, and it was the best thing that ever happened because you ended up with that fantastic franchise in St. Paul. And this one is historic just because it's sort of a tribute to all the investment we've made in sports around here in the last 12, 13 years. Enjoy the Super Bowl. 52 Super Stories brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, where you always get straight talk, not sugar-coated advice. And for more details on Super Bowl 52, Sign up for the host committee email at mnsuperbowl.com. This is the home of sports talk in the Twin Cities. 1500 ESPN. Joe Souchere. Folks. Huh? Audio treat coming next hour. Audio treat. Big time audio treat. Right. Um, I'll describe. I recorded you unbeknownst to you. When I pulled up to your house and you hopped in my car yesterday, because you drove me to Crystal. Yeah, and you were you were so predictable. And well, you've gotten a kick out of getting inside my head. Yeah, so we're going to play that in the next hour. All right. So stick around for that when it's so convenient. So I, I take the it profanity. the I take it the, uh, <laughs> the audio's been uh, sanitized. Uh, it's been doctored. Yeah, it's been doctored a little bit. It's been doctored. You don't have to worry about anything. And I I did monitor it. So all right. And I just keep getting better looking every day in this I know video. You do. Yeah. 1500 ESPN <laughs> is KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis.